0: NFL rule changes, cancel culture, and what's coming up next for the Cripe Show. All this and more on the Cripe Show. Hey, let's get right into it. All right, so the NFL uh, has been talking about this new rule change for the last couple of years, actually. Uh, What I'm referring to is uh, an NFL minorities rule, and uh, let me explain that to you. Reading out of the, I almost said the New York Times, USA Today, my bad. The ball is in your hands, NFL owners, still. Would you really tie draft picks to the hiring of minority candidates for head coach, GM, and quarterback coach positions? We're about to find out Tuesday when team owners will consider two resolutions during a virtual league meeting. Significantly, the measures passed muster passed muster, and are brought forward by both the league's work, workplace diversity and competition committees aimed to bolster minority hiring. What a noble cause. The regressive pattern is reflected over the past three hiring cycles when just three of 20 head coaching hires were minorities. This year, Washington's Ron Rivera, who promptly dumped African-American legend Doug Williams as the top personal executive, was the only minority hired among the five head coaching jobs after being fired from Carolina. That leaves in a league where more than 70% of its players are African-Americans with four minority head coaches. So basically what what they are... Uh, talking about doing uh, in the NFL is, so I I believe the NFL draft has eight rounds, I believe. And so what they want to do is give incentivized higher draft picks after rounds one and two, so three through eight, if you hire minority coaches. Um, And you can already kind of probably put two and two together of why I can't really get on board with this, um, and one flat out is that it's you know it's a business you know if you have a good coach let's say uh, you know like Bill Belichick who's been with the Patriots for what twenty some years now, I don't think it's really fair to, to, to do that to somebody, you know if oh if you're it doesn't even matter don't even bring the race thing in it, it, even if it was incentivized uh, for new hirings, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, Because if, if you're an established coach And you're going to be coaching a team for 10-15 years You virtually leave out Regardless of what race you are You leave out the ability to gain higher draft stock Based on this new rule All right? And the second flat out is that I, I don't understand why in the United States We make race out to be this Super dark, deep, evil thing We do And this, this shows it i say that because you know we live in a society and we live in a culture that loves to push like this virtual not even virtual this real rate race war you know it's that you know i go home to my white family and i think about you know bl- black families and how much i hate them no it- it's it's not the case at all you know we can see that with the H- Ahmad, arbory case all right the media will love to push you know, i said it before that's a, s- a very sad story um I've talked about it, you know, the past couple weeks, but the media loves to push that narrative because it's white on black crime, you know, when statistically that happens way less than white on white and black on black, you know, and and this is not the type of thing that helps racial diversity flourish in a nation. It's not. I say that because you should just let the NFL businesses run its course it's it's not like the NFL is racist regardless of whether oh you want to bring up the Colin Kaepernick thing no it's 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 regardless all right th- this has some validity you know 70% of the league are african american and you only have you know 4 out of 32 of the teams head coaches are minority coaches yeah all right but th- th- there's not there's no evidence to suggest that you know th- they're not hiring minority coaches because they're racist as far as you know like teams I haven't seen enough evidence to to suggest that, you know, there's some big conspiracy that hey we're only going to have white coaches in the NFL. No. We need we need to look at all the facts before we start pushing, you know, things like this and, and I I really it's sports. You know, why why would you why would you incentivize anything to better your team as far as getting better draft stock for hiring whatever you want? You know, it could be hiring women coaches, it could be hiring you know, coaches under the age of forty-five or fifty, or you know, coaches coaches not from that coach college. It could be anything, but it, it all of those ideas are terrible in my opinion. You're forcing things that do not need to be forced, and I'm glad that this was tabled for the time being. All right, I, I would love to see everybody. It's not like everybody doesn't like diversity. No, it's it's when you force things and you're trying to. You get what I'm trying to say. Moving on. Another sports news. If you have not seen the Last Dance yet, the uh, docu series I believe it's ten episodes, uh, of Michael Jordan's, you know, rise, you know, his uh, his being drafted by the Bulls in 84 uh, up until the last dance in 98 on uh, their final 3p the final championship and the final you know year that the Bulls were actually good <laughs> you know um it's really good you can watch it on espn.com uh, if you have a, a tv subscription uh, i would highly recommend if you are a sports fan of any kind uh, it's it's really cool to see you know and, and it's michael Jordan, It's a go don't uh, don't hate on me for that Austin and Sarah, congrats on having the baby. They, uh, one of my good friends from college, are uh, pregnant. You know, and it's funny because, in their uh, in their you know coming out posts, said we're pregnant. Why is it we're? Why is it not Sarah's pregnant? Well, they're a family. They do things together. Even though you know biologically she's having the baby. I love that people in our society are still, you know, pushing the fact that you know we need a family structure in order to raise this child, and we're gonna say we're pregnant because neither one of us are more important than the other. I love it. I love it. I love it. Little thirty second rant. All right, so I've been biking a lot. Uh, you know, with one of my friends, Jerry. Uh, I've been. We've been biking. You know, a ton. I'm trying to, you know, lose some weight here. You know, uh, what, you know, uh, but. I don't understand, you know, this is one of my pet peeves is when like you wave at somebody and they just don't wave back, you know, and and I live in a pretty small town. So it's not like, oh, I live in New York city and it's just, you know, I see somebody every two seconds. No, it's, I live in a small town. You know, I I like waving at people just to, you know, show common courtesy, like, Hey, how are you doing today? I hope you're doing well, things like that. But I don't understand when you wave at somebody and people just don't wave back or they look like they just want to die. Like it's a simple wave. Come on. And we're just flying through these things that we got to. Joe Rogan is moving to Spotify. If you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he uh, hosts the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, among other things. And it's typically you know, the one or two spot of the, uh, the top podcasts in America. Well, he is moving exclusively to Spotify. Uh, he's saying goodbye to YouTube, where he currently streams it from. Uh, and he, I don't know what how much money the deal is worth, uh, but it's probably a lot of money. Um, and you know we've kind of seen this trend of people exclusively going to one platform uh, for massive amounts of money. Not even in the podcasting realm, but also uh, if you are a video gamer at all, you can see this. You know, in the video game streaming realm, we've seen a lot of uh, video gamers over the past couple of years switch from platforms such as uh, Twitch, which is the the biggest video game streaming platform there is uh to you know youtube to facebook to mixer uh, and it's just it's you know it's branching out we're, we're branching out as a society and you know these deals are coming so you know someday maybe i'll uh, be exclusively on spotify you never know you never know With the support of uh friends such as uh my friend grant hopefully soon maybe maybe that becomes a reality i don't know all right, getting into the uh, meat of the discussion today. Sorry, I know we kind of flew th- through through those uh, few items over the ca- past couple of minutes. C- cancel culture. All right, so this past week, Elon Musk, I assume you all know who he is, has uh, frustrated a lot of people. And he's, he's uh, voiced his frustrations with uh, California and uh, their rules as far as opening their uh, Tesla plants and stuff. And has even threatened to uh, move, I think, that his Tesla plants to uh, Texas. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's been funny to read through what people are saying about him. You know, even blue check marks on Twitter, you know, are are, are very uh, you know cancel culture. But he he is so fed up. He tweeted out a simple tweet said, "Take the red pill," with like a little red rose. Take the red pill. All right, and people just went nuts. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. This was, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday of this past week. But people went nuts on both sides of the aisle, actually. And it okay. So it, the red pill, obviously. I, I assume you've seen the Matrix. But you know, you uh, Neo in the Matrix has the option to take the blue pill or the red pill. The blue pill is oh, you go back to your normal life. You don't remember anything that we just showed you. You you kind of just go through the motions. The red pill is like make. Uh, it gives you the ability to think clearly. Uh, you're not like trapped in the system of the matrix. I explain this poorly, uh, but basically, you know, the red pill. Taking the red pill means that you are going to be a free thinker. Okay, and and for those of you Republicans or conservatives who are saying, oh, uh, Elon Musk is a Republican. He's a MAGA fan. He loves Donald Trump because he said take the red pill. I really, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I think you know what I just said. He said take the red pill because he's so tired of this partisanship on both sides that he's going to be a free thinker. You know, and I don't think he's really going to say who he's going to vote for in twenty twenty. Up until this point, though, I think he was going to vote Democrat. Is what I've heard. I don't. I don't know. Um, but but you know the the backlash that he has gotten, especially from the left. Uh, actually there was a, there was a, a, a Washington post. No, it was a New York times article, uh, I think Wednesday. And it talked about how Tesla owners have to bear with the facts that, uh, Elon Musk could be a Republican. Like how sad is that? How sad is that? That we live in a society that, you know, Oh, uh, I have a, a desk and the desk owner happens to be, uh, a, a Trump and I'm going, I'm going to hate myself for buying this desk. what, what? how sad of a society do we live in that we cannot separate you know politics from you know our personal lives as far as that goes if if i lived the way that some people lived i would not be able to buy anything because my political beliefs would be so different than everybody else i don't know how many movies i could not watch if i watch if i if i you know watch movies only with you know conservative actors i guess it's basically toy story and like home improvement <laughs> two off the top of my head (laughs) anyway cancel culture cancel culture another example of cancel culture i don't know if you really heard about it Uh, it kind of went under the radar uh but this happened you know back in april during the nfl draft uh the the patriots hired a kicker named justin Rohrwasser. right and if you didn't hear about this i'm going to read from uh the new york post Patriots kicker Justin Warrasser is announcing the contro- er, is renouncing the controversial group the 3%ers after facing backlash for having their logo tattooed to his left forearm shortly after he was drafted. All right, so basically what happened, and I'll continue on with the story. Okay, this kicker gets drafted And a whole bunch of stories start popping up about how he's a white supremacist, how he, you know, it's all, all of this stuff, because he has a few tattoos and I'll read on what tattoos he has, but you know, he, he got hated on for, you know, a couple days online without even having the chance to defend himself. All right. So continuing on, sorry, I need to get some water. I got that tattoo when I was a teenager, and I have had a lot of family in the military, and I thought it stood for a military support symbol at the time, he explained on a conference call on Saturday. Obviously, it evolved into something that I do not want to represent. The group, which stands for Freedom, Liberty, and the Constitution, and vows to be the last defense to protect the citizens of the United States, according to its website, has been renounced by the Southern Poverty Law Center and anti defamation League. The name originates from a rough estimate that only 3% of the colonists were actively fighting in the field against British forces at any given time. Its logo is the number three in Roman numerals inside a circle of stars. Alright, so basically what happened is there's some, you know, deemed white supremacist group that, you know, has the, uh, goes by, I guess, you know, I read it right here, uh, the number three in Roman numerals, um. And I, I guess that's like their symbol You know and If you would have seen The, the backlash that the Patriots Got and, and you know this kicker Who you know why would you come On the air and say all this stuff If you didn't believe it's cause um, It goes on to say that you know he also has A tattoo that says don't tread on me The slogan for the tea party movement Oh, Don't tread on me even though it's been around You know for hundreds of years uh, And another says liberty or death he said they're all random. Alright, and it goes on to say that he is going to cover up not only the, the 3% tattoo, but also the don't tread on me and the liberty for death. How sad is that? That we live in a society that if you have don't tread on me or liberty for, or death, a country in a society literally fought and built upon those ideas that you have to cover up those you know, tattoos to please some social justice warriors. That's so sad. That makes my blood boil, really. You know, because these three percent, those three percent of the colonists were braver and stronger than we will ever be. At at least as far as I'm concerned, it is. At least as far as I'm concerned, they are are you know they they are true Americans. I'm not saying that we're not all true Americans. But to 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 live, and fight in that condition and fight for something that you believe in that passionately about. I wish we did that more in our society. Obviously not, you know, with guns and stuff, but fight for what we believe in. They are way more American than we are. And how sad is it that you have to cover up a Liberty or death? Right? How how sad of a society. I keep saying the same thing, but it, it just blows my mind where we've come to in this day and age where we have come to in this day and age. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And I and I understand, you know, the, the backlash for the 3%. But the thing is, no one ever even asked him before people started making these allegations that, oh, he's a white supremacist. He knows about the 3%. You know, I didn't even know about this white supremacist group until I looked it up. I'm sure he had no idea. All right, and this 3% rule or not rule, this 3% idea, I've, I've heard of it before i'd love to get a tattoo of it someday i mean i'm not a big tattoo guy but but it just it it, it, it's so it's so frustrating to see that his attacks from the media simply for a tattoo without even asking the dude like it's it's yo this guy this guy's a hick from louisiana he has a don't tread on me tattoo you know he must be white supremacist because he's a don't tread on me tattoo oh evil liberty or death evil It's so bad that a nation founded on the principle of having freedom and liberty would want to tattoo himself and have liberty or death. It's not like my freedom of writing this and speaking right now was all because of the same principle, liberty or death. Evil, evil. You know, this cancel culture has been going on for, I mean, probably as far back as we've... You know, society's been. Um, But another, you know, quick example is the whole Alan Dershowitz thing. You know, he was uh, one of the uh, lawyers for Trump during the impeachment trial. And it wasn't even for Trump, it was for. I mean, it wasn't like a personal lawyer. You know, he's a really good civil lawyer, and I assume you probably know the name. Uh, but, you know, he's a lifelong Democrat. But once, and he's not, he's stated many times he's not going to vote for Trump in 2020. But, you know, once he stepped on that stage, uh, you know, in the impeachment trial, you know, he had so many people just saying, oh, like, you're, you're canceled. You're canceled. Alan Dershowitz, you're a Trump supporter. You love MAGA. The dude's not going to vote for Trump. You know? Speaking of cancel culture. China still does not plan to air NBA games. This is coming out of May 12, of a May 12th article from ESPN uh, Bob by, by Brian Winhurst, uh, one of my favorite ESPN writers, sports writers in general. He says, In its first statement on the matter in months, China's CCTV said Tuesday it has no intention of resuming the airing of NBA games as the relationship between the sides remain icy in the wake of Daryl Morey's Hong Kong tweet last fall. The NBA on Monday named Michael Ma as the new CEO of NBA China. Ma comes from an influential Chinese media family. His father, Ma Gul is regarded as the father of CCTV sports, having run it for 16 years. Alright, goes on to say, CCTV shut down the speculation, however, releasing a statement on Weibo, a Chinese social media platform. Remember, because they don't have, you know, typical social media platforms because they're communist regime do i need to say more communist regime their government it's whack said it, reiterating its consistency stance on national sovereignty wow so i guess i'll have to see how the nba uh can you know come back from this i know this is a big market uh you know, especially after this last dance, I think this really did a lot for the basketball community because it kind of showed, you know, the when basketball became, you know, a worldwide sport in a sense was, you know, the late '80s, early '90s, Michael Jordan, you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Uh, but you know, China's holding true to this cancel culture thing. You know, if, if you if one owner of the thirty leagues in the NBA ha- says something negative about the Chinese government, we're automatically going to not air any more NBA games. It's not even like, oh, we're not going to air any more Rockets games. No, it's it, we're not even going to talk about the NBA. Man, I'm glad I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not a Chinese citizen. I am. I am, I am, I am. All right, getting to uh, the hot news for today, Friday, May 22nd sure you've seen it the comments joe biden good old joe good old sleepy joe said on a a, a morning show today if you have not uh, heard i'm reading out of the hill former vice president joe biden came under scrutiny for both ends of the political spectrum friday for saying that if you support president trump then you ain't black the presumative Democratic presidential nominee made the remark to host Charlemagne the God on the popular radio show The Breakfast Club earlier in the day. All right, going on to say, uh, I can actually read the actual uh, quote. He said, "If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black." All right, and there, there's a you know he says a little bit more after this, and I'm not gonna get into it because it's, you know, his a lot of his defenders and you know his team are saying that it was a joke but the words that come after this after he says these it's it's not like he's like laughing and smiling no all right and it's joe biden it doesn't take one to realize that you know he does believe this um so i'm not misquoting what he's saying uh anyway you know and and i i would just like to point out you know especially if you vote for Joe Biden, I'm getting more and more into the point that you have no moral high ground on Trump supporters. You know, and I, and I hate playing the moral game, and I and I don't because it's stupid. You know, but so many people are like, oh, if you vote for Trump, then more like your morality, like you should question your morality. You know, you're pathetic. Do you even have morals? Well, the more Joe Biden talks, I think the more him and Trump are basically you know, in a lot of ways, very similar. I say that because, you know, Tr- Trump's made comments like this before and I'm not defending Trump's comments. You know, he said the thing a few months ago that said, oh, you're if you're, if you're Jewish and you don't vote for me, you're not a Jew. I don't know if you remember that, but you know, it was pretty stupid of him to say. And it's basically the same thing. I mean, I guess it, it weighs more in our society because there's more African-Americans than Jewish people, you know, from what Joe Biden said. So I'm not defending it. And you know, two rights don't make a wrong. But the things that Trump has done in his past, Joe Biden is slowly starting to, you know, do, you know, and, and the, the whole Tara Reid thing, I talked about it for weeks, not saying it's true. There's a lot of validity in my opinion to it more so than I definitely the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. All right. But th- this, this idea, I believe is accurate. I, I don't think, you know, if, if you give in and vote for Joe Biden, if you're a Democrat you really don't really have the moral high ground that i think that you you know think that you do you know and one of my friends jesse i've had him on the show before uh you know he's a progressive liberal i would say and i think he would say that as well uh you know he tweeted out something yesterday you know about the the whole um you know the the whole Joe Biden comment. He said, are we ready to talk about how Joe Biden just within the duration of his campaign has been able to give credibility to nearly every important right-wing talking point about the hypocrisy of the democratic party. I'd retweet that, but his account uh, is private. But anyway, I believe like there's so much truth to what he just said there, there is, you know, and and that's, I said it last week and I'm kind of taking this from Michael Knowles, but one of Trump's, Like greatnesses as a president has shown, you know, the media how much of hypocrisy there is in our society. All right, but getting back to Jesse's point, Joe Biden has shown, even within the last two weeks, the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party. All right, we started with the Me Too movement, with the whole T.R. Reid, you know, back when, you know, the Me Too movement started back during the Kavanaugh hearings in uh, late 2018. You know that we said or they said believe all women believe all women and now it's you know believe some women i talked you know why the me too culture is basically dead you know joe biden had to get you know get on last week and say if you really believe that i you know sexually assaulted this girl don't vote for me you know (laughs) it takes a lot of it takes a lot of you know i i guess the first word i think of is balls it's not very appropriate i guess but it takes a lot of courage For Joe Biden to do that, you know, to say, "Hey, like, let's try to have some, you know, let's try to be good moral citizens here. If you truly believe that, then don't vote for me. It's not that hard, you know." And that's when I, you know, I've said what I said about that, and I agree with Joe Biden one hundred percent. All right, but we've seen that within the last two weeks, you know, and now this. If if you defend this statement, this race, you know, I don't believe Joe Biden is racist but this is a racist statement you know you can't be a white dude saying that oh you ain't black <laughs> you ain't black you ain't a white girl if you don't drink starbucks every day you know it, it's It he has shown um and you know i saw a poll out today that 55 percent of democrats believe that joe biden is the best uh candidate to face trump come november and i just want to ask you if you're one of those 55 percent of democrats like what, 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 do you not like, like do you honestly believe that that Joe Biden is the best candidate to face Donald Trump I don't know anybody any of my friends who you know are Democrats that believe that and maybe it's just because my friends are younger but Joe Biden more and more is clearly not uh, not that candidate he, he he isn't I don't know why 55% of voters would agree with that it's kind of crazy, you know, that Trump's approval rating in the Republican Party has never dropped below like 92%. And Joe Biden is polling, you know, it's one poll, obviously, at 55%. You know, and something else to point out, Stacey Abrams, why haven't you spoken up about this? All right, you're, you're, you're why haven't you spoken up? Obama, why haven't you spoken up? All right, if, and if, if you've spoken up, and I, and I did speak up, when Trump made that Jewish comment and how stupid it was of him to do that, You need to speak up about this because it's the exact same thing. All right, but Jesse, I believe you're spot on. I love right-wing talking points. I hope he does too. We got some big news coming for the show in the up-and-coming weeks. This week was my one-year anniversary, not of uh, doing a show every week. Uh, You know, I've only been doing a show every week uh, since the end of uh, November of uh, 2019. But this is one year ago since I started doing this actually in the same spot that I'm in now uh, on what what was that? What's like that? What's the, what's the streaming service that uh, SoundCloud? <laughs> I had to think of like oh, follow me on SoundCloud. I'm a SoundCloud rapper. On SoundCloud. You can probably go find them still. I would not read them. Read them. I would not listen to them. Probably not nearly as good as this one. You know, because I haven't made mistakes in this one already. All right, but what's to come for this next year? You know, I want to be goal-oriented. I want to, you know, I want to shoot for the stars. W- what are my goals? One is I'd love to upgrade some equipment. All right, and I have some things in the work as far as advertisements, things like that coming out soon that I uh, believe next week I'll be ready to uh, share with you. So uh, I just wanted that to be on your radar. Uh, but a big thing that I want to do for the next year, I think the biggest thing that I want to do for the channel for the next year And I haven't worked out all the details yet is I want to do a little segment and I'm not going to do it uh, and put it in the regular show. I'm just going to release it, you know, as a maybe I don't believe it's going to be more than a 10 minute audio clip. Uh, But there are 55 signers of the Declaration of Independence. You know, maybe it's, you know, Memorial Day this weekend and, uh, you know, the Fourth of July is coming up. I don't know. Maybe I just feel a little bit more uh, patriotic, but there are 55 signers. And I and I I can't really name you know and I'm a, I'm a you know a history major you know I have a social science education degree from college now I can't name more than ten signers of the Declaration of Independence and I think that's sad uh, and so what I'm going to do is one you know obviously it'll be two or three one week uh, to get to fifty five but for the next year so from May twenty third twenty third twenty second of twenty twenty until May 22nd of 2022, each week I'll be spending, you know, 10, 15 minutes talking about one sign of the, of signer sign of the declaration of independence, what they did, you know, what, why, how they get the opportunity, you know, yada, yada, yada. So hopefully we all learn a little bit of history. I think it's going to be a fun time. And I hope you turn it, tune in for that. All right. Joe Biden, I'm white. Don't tell me I'm not white. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star review. If you ever want to suggest content for the show, email me at sittingwithseth at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me at sittingwithseth on Twitter and the, at the cripe show on TikTok.